Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, everyone. This is Dave C. And you're listening to Never Isolated, a podcast hosted here on TalkShoe. And the show ID here is 7910667. And today's episode is episode 40. And it's for Thursday, the 7th of May, 2020. Yes, so the full title of today's episode is Never Isolated, Long Steps to Freedom. Yes, that's a slight misquote from a very famous gentleman indeed. Um, But it's um, apropos today's news that I bring to you uh, from some of a roundup of things mostly mentioned on the bbc.co.uk site here in the UK. Uh, I'm based in the UK. This podcast is uh, more centrally focused on how the UK is managing to get through uh, this very, very tragic and difficult time of the uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus, worldwide pandemic here in the what's coming towards the middle of 2020. One disclaimer, I do work part-time for TalkShoe, but this is indeed my own show and my own uh, research and um, my opinions whenever given. Um, I won't be unmuting anybody who joins us in the room, but I will try and acknowledge them and uh, we'll carry on as normal with these Monday to Friday episodes where I try and give some sort of uh, roundup and uh, sense of uh, collating the news that I find, um, as I say, mainly on the BBC site, but from one or two other places at times. And then just to remind you that um, we don't do it seven days a week, but over the weekend I do uh, uh, a fun quiz episode, the Lonesome Quiz. We've done four of them now where we don't talk about the stats, but we put up uh, a longer one hour, one hour, 10 minute episode where there is a quiz. There's nobody else in the room while you're listening to it. So you need to keep a score or tally yourself. And unfortunately, you will never know whether you got the best score. And they're usually about 500 points or more up for grabs. And uh, do uh, suggest if you uh, find that um, you're getting overburdened maybe with the uh, the constant flow of uh, ever more onerous uh, statistics coming out that um, you perhaps try one of those lighter episodes. Well, that's enough of a preamble from me, your host, and uh, let me just uh, go to a number of the things that have happened. Well, um, yesterday's uh, episode, um, I should mention that uh, episode 39 that I did on, of course, um uh, Wednesday, yesterday, um, the title, um, not unexpectedly, was on the button because I had put episode 39, Never Isolated, heading beyond 30,000 with a question mark. Well, sadly, uh, not more than about six hours after I had done that episode, the uh, the daily briefing 
came about. So that was the daily briefing for Thursday the 6th of May, giving statistics about um, Wednesday the 5th. And as Wednesday the 5th here in the UK, we moved into being the um, the country in Europe with the largest total death figure as currently being assessed and collated by the various countries under their various different schemes. And of course, those different countries have a different um, population makeup. They have a different age profile. And of course, indeed, they have uh, a different tally in their population. <clears throat> so it will be some time before the statisticians work out um, under um, excess deaths and uh, the um, the final tally is going to be horrific in any way, but it does appear to be at the moment. And the UK headlines, of course, uh, focused on that with their comments. So um, on the figures that I have that were given out, the latest was 649 new cases. That was after the previous days. Uh, 693 and the previous day before that which was a weekend stat which was 288 but we've mentioned before about how uh, they use this rolling seven day average to actually give an idea of where the curve is going and in hospitals that is going down but there was very real concern about what is happening in care homes which are now possibly over half the deaths. Certainly in Scotland, I think 59% of the latest reported deaths were not from the hospital, but from the care community. So that brought the actual figure with that for 649, the total gone beyond 30,000 to 30,076. So depending on today's figures, <clears throat> we will be um, still um, in that unfortunate position of having those highest European stats. However, alongside that, and again, quoting this uh, misquote of uh, long steps to freedom, um, the Prime Minister and the government are working on a plan. Some people have mentioned this is a five-step plan. Although actually, in fact, looking at what I've seen already, it might as well be called a five month plan because um, I put in the actual description here, five steps, but they will likely be long steps to freedom. Indeed, possibly from either now or June all the way to October 2020. So we are still very much in the grips of um, this what is now be called the, the first wave. Um, <clears throat> and uh, on a slightly wry note, it just reminds me of some of these science fiction time travel stories where people go back to the time of the, uh, the, the First World War and, and they bandy about the words, uh, you know, talking to the people of the time oh, yes, I, I, I hadn't realised it was so bad in the First World War. And they would all look and stare at this, uh, in this in this fictional environment. And what do you mean, First World War? This is the Great War to end all wars. Well, 
this is the great um, pandemic, but is it the great pandemic to end all pandemics? And indeed, is it now what will be, hopefully, like earthquakes, a reducing shockwave each winter as it blends in with uh, a number of the other flu illnesses that we have? And um, that is yet to be told. That story is yet to be told and yet to unfold, but it's... Uh, cast a very long dark shadow over the uh, the uh, the type of life that younger people can expect they may have to change their aspirations they still must fight we all must fight but um we are um all that recovery we've done from 2008 to now is um it, it we're almost back to square one to 2008 so that's enough of me um theorizing and postulating and uh, um, coming up with my own thoughts about the the long haul back to whatever the normality will be. So let me go to <coughs> harder figures from the, the BBC site. And the first one I'm going to go to, and I'm just going to clear my throat one moment. Okay, sorry about that. It's always the issue with uh, running these podcasts on your own with no second voice to um, rely on. Uh, you just have to take a moment. So hopefully I muted quickly enough there. Um, here we go. So uh, just updated less than an hour ago on the um, – and I put the URL into the room as I uh, read it out. So – Again, I do these shows live, they go out unedited. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash 52568698. And this is under, of course, the UK section of the news. Coronavirus MP to review lockdown restrictions with Cabinet. So let me just read a little bit of that. And I do urge you to go to the page. Um, I do read the actual, some of the page. That way there's no chance of me interpreting it incorrectly. And if I make an opinion on it, I will state that that is my thoughts on what I've just read. So Boris Johnson will review the coronavirus lockdown in England with his cabinet later after suggesting some rules could be eased from Monday. By law, the government must review the restrictions every three weeks and Thursday marks this latest deadline. So that means we've now, as of today, come into two three-week lockdowns, six weeks of official lockdown, although some people have been self-isolating quite a lot longer than that indeed. And the strains are showing, especially for those uh, unfortunates, this is me talking now, uh, and I, I mean, unfortunately, in terms of having no outside space, maybe they live in a flat or a high rise building. Um, uh, are they live in a, a terraced uh, street, although they will have at least some outside space at the back of that. It will be quite restrictive if you've got young, boisterous children in your family. But here we go back to the wording. The prime minister will address the nation on Sunday. So they going to take the time to think this through very carefully indeed. Uh, I, I believe um, Nicola Sturgeon talking uh, about Scotland yesterday, uh, she was very aware of 
this of the need for the four aspects our nations our self determining governments of the UK you know Scotland Wales England Northern Ireland um to 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 have a, a combined effort and plan to get from where we are now to the best possible scenario in the future um and the discussion was mainly between whether it's done on area some areas coming out of lockdown more than others whether it's done on um needs in terms of uh, people needing to get back to work to to get the infrastructure back moving to get the uh, you know to get the trains moving again the transport moving get things and only then things like um you know uh, theaters and cinemas and so on but the other one of course is the high street we have food outlets and one or two other critical ones like chemists and so on but to get the the general population moving um because um you know financially there has been a very severe impact but we'll read on more on this page for the moment options for easing the lockdown will be discussed with devolved authorities later northern ireland secretary lewis said scotland wales northern ireland have the power tied to diverge from what the government at westminster decides on the lockdown and it could lift restrictions at a different rate so that is going to be an unfolding thing on there so i'm going to move on from that uh, and this is the financial implications that sort of um uh, concerning this bank of england warns of deepest recession on record so um i'm going to copy the link for that and then read it out and then i'm just going to check see if anybody's passed through the room no there's just me in the room so here we go so this is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business dash five two five double six zero three zero and uh, i won't repeat these again because you can always pause and listen back and um, again just read a small section of this please do go to this site i'm reading from them in the interest of uh, public need uh, but do go to the site the bank of england has warned that the coronavirus pandemic will push the uk economy towards its deepest recession on record it said the economy was on course to shrink 14% this year based on the lockdown being relaxed in June. Now, I thought, actually, it would have been severe in this. This is me thinking again, uh, because um, <clears throat> it's, of course, that's an evening out because it said in the first quarter it was shrank by 3%, but an unprecedented 25% in the last three months to June. So, uh, this last three months may be the deepest with the <clears throat> of course the government having to step up to pay these um eight percent of wages and uh, some of it of course are government backed uh, loans rather than outright handouts that will be delays and of course we know that um building societies and so on uh, are being encouraged to offer um um you know uh, mortgage holidays and so on but nonetheless they will still impact in recessional terms because when those holidays are over um that money is still owed uh, and people have either maybe extended the length of their mortgage or they will have to step up their payments so that they can end their mortgage at the same date 
as prior. If they're paying that money into paying that off, then they're not spending it on disposable income in the wider society, which will, of course, then affect the the slow rate of take up and getting back to the uh, the normal um, expenditure uh, that families would normally go about. And of course, expenditure on holidays or other more exotic things like that will not happen. Now, some people might say, well, actually, and this is just a thought now, not statement. Um, if people aren't going abroad, then they're going to have the holidays in the UK. Maybe next year will be one of those years like we had after the recession of uh, British holiday sites actually having a bumper year uh, because people won't be perhaps feeling as they want to fly an aircraft, um, you know, because of the confinement of aircraft. Uh, they may just um, feel as though it, it's too risky to book a foreign holiday five, six months a year in advance only to find out they have to cancel. So it may well be that there will be a bounce in some areas of the economy. Indeed, I won't, I won't give the link to this, but in terms of um, bicycle use, that has uh, really boomed. And people are getting their bicycles out of the sheds because they need um, they need maintenance checks, maybe new tyres. Or people are thinking, oh, my bike's 15 years old, I need to replace it. Um, and maybe I feel safer uh, there's always that trade-off, isn't there, in big cities? Are you safe on a bike, but you might get knocked down? Are you safe in a bus, but you might be sat next to people who are not presenting the illness, but are infectious? Um, and, of course, there's a very real financial thing that uh, you may have spent a number of hundreds of pounds uh, getting your daily commute. Your bicycle may help you save that. So... Lots of imponderables, uh, well, certainly for a mind of my capacity, we'll see what they think about it. But um, that, as I say, the Bank of England talking about a 14% shrink in the economy. And I will leave you to read that page. And then Nick Tiggle, Triggle, uh, the health correspondent, has brought out one of his pages. Now, this is from about uh, nine to ten hours ago. And I'm just going to give the URL for this one uh, and read a very small part of it. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health dash 52543692. And I think I might have touched a little bit on this, but it's obviously been updated since I did. <clears throat> There's a new graph there. How worried is the public? The percentage who believe the virus is a threat to them. Uh, the 18 to 34-year-olds, that's coming up towards the 60%, which I think is actually higher than before. Some belief was that younger people had this invulnerability feeling about them. And I would have thought, uh, and this is me thinking again, always a dangerous thing to do, uh, a couple of months ago, I would have thought the 18 to 34 group were probably around the 35 to 40% being worried about it, but that's near to 60% now. The 35 to 54 age group are towards 70% concerned and uh, understandably perhaps the 55 to 75 year age group at 75%. And there doesn't seem to be a poll for 
the older generation, but we do know indeed what is happening in terms of um, care homes. In fact, one more graph here, I'll just mention this one, but please do go to the bbc.co news site. Most deaths have been amongst older people. Um, so it's um, in the, the low hundreds under 44 years of age, in the 3000 mark for the 45 to 64 age mark, and 24,000 deaths in the over 65 age group. So a very disproportionate risk and not so much risk of getting it, but in terms of the the percentage of uh, people that go into the needing critical care. Okay. And um, I'm just going to just look and see if, Yes, uh, I just briefly mentioned uh, firms ready to start up within three weeks, says a business group. And I'll put this in and then we'll talk about some uh, some nicer things that um, are, are, have happened uh, within um, the community. But this this one, uh, firms ready to restart within three weeks, says business group bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business dash five two five five two five eight zero and most firms believe they could be ready to restart businesses with just three weeks notice that's according to the latest uh, british chamber of commerce coronavirus weekly survey of firms um some are rotating staff, others have reduced, uh, introduced remote services, are a plan to shut down certain offices altogether. Indeed, they had um, one of these market gardeners uh, on TV last night thinking that he might have gone out of business, but that some of the relaxations there mean that um, he thinks he may just get through this. Uh, not, not make a profit, but at least get some of his stock out and some income coming in. So um, what we're going to do now is mention some of the nice things. And I should just say yesterday, there was a lovely documentary, half hour documentary for Captain Tom Moore. Um, I think it was on uh, BBC One from 7.30 till 8. It might have been 7.30. I did watch it indeed, uh, commemorating his life. Beautiful footage of the uh, the fly past he had, his presentation of his his medal and his uh, honorary promotion, uh, and a, a little interview with him, and Michael Ball coming on, and uh, the information about the cars that were sent him, and of course his record breaking, uh, oldest person to have a number one record. Lovely little thing. I'm sure it's on BBC iPlayer. Do catch it if you can. Uh, a mark of respect to that gentleman and of course um, later today his generation uh, uh, will be honoured as we uh, come to on Friday a, a bank holiday tomorrow for uh, Victory in Europe Day at VE Day. Two, uh, two other things I just want to mention um, and I'll in order that I read them. So the first one is new Banksy artwork appears at Southampton hospital. In fact, before I mention that, there was one lovely thing uh, related to that, Captain Moore. A lady in Russia, a lady 90 aged 96, who, who, who did an awful lot, a war hero in her own country, she has been inspired 
by uh, Captain Moore. In fact, uh, one of her hobbies is knitting. She sent him some socks. There was a lovely little interview with this lady, very sturdy uh, lady. Uh, she can't go outside, but she is going to do uh, a similar sort of exercise to um, to to do that. And I also there was um, in the UK there was the captain of the rugby team, and I should just. Uh, mentioned his name it seems awful not to if i can find it very quickly um if i can this was um um the rugby captain who very sadly um lost the use of his legs mostly lost the use of his legs uh, after a car accident and um why has that gone off the front page that was on the front page only yesterday and i apologize now for that let me i wasn't going to mention it but let me just see if I can bring that up quickly. Um, he is doing, trying to do, I think it's 500 steps. Literally, it's one bare foot in front of another um, using onto a handrail. And um, why is that not up? Um, let me see if I can just bring that up. Sorry about that. It's live, can't you? And so quickly and so fastly uh, are, are things happening that it's already gone off the front page. And I will try and uh, double check that for next time. One very last quick look, see if uh, if that comes up. Oh, that is, um, I do really apologize for not having that. I wasn't going to mention it, but it, it does interconnect with these people raising money for the, um, let me see if I can bring it up one last time. Um, ah, dear, dear, dear. I've stumbled there. I've dropped, I've dropped the rugby ball there. Um, Okay, I will um, make a note now to mention that uh, tomorrow. Um, but let, let's go back to um, this uh, one that I put in, um, and I'll read it out. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash entertainment dash arts dash five two double five six five double four. New Banksy artwork appears at Southampton hospital and it's being framed and put in the hospital and it's going to stay there till the end of the lockdown then it will be auctioned off a new Banksy artwork appeared at Southampton General Hospital largely monochrome painting which is one square meter was hung in collaboration with hospitals management in a foyer near the emergency department it shows a young boy kneeling by a waste paper basket dressed uh, in dungarees and a t-shirt. He has discarded a couple of superhero model figures in favour of a new favourite action figure, an NHS nurse wearing a mask, and he's holding her as though she's flying through the air. So that is um, really a, a wonderful um, a wonderful thing there, and that will be going on to uh, 
to be to be sold. Um, and again, I'm still very searching one more time for this um, news about this um, rugby player. And it's presumably I'm looking at the the newspaper fronts. It must be on the sports pages, but I can't locate. But that's wonderful. Hopefully that will raise a large amount of money when it's sold. So I'm going to end today with one final thing that um, sounds great. Um, and this, uh, let me put the link in the room. And then I will read to it. And I'll just have one further to check to see if anybody popped in the room. No, there's just still me in the room. Gollum actor circus to raise cash by reading the entire Hobbit story, the book, live online. Andy Serkis will give a continuous live reading of The Hobbit online to raise money for charity. The Gollum actor will read J.R.R. R. Tolkien's 1937 novel from start to finish with no breaks. I'm assuming he'll have small comfort breaks. In fact, his audience, I would think, will need comfort breaks. Maybe perhaps he will pause at the end of each chapter and uh, uh, resume uh, to give both himself and his audience a break because he's going to be doing it between 10 and 12 hours. Um, of course, he played uh, the uh, Schmeagel character, our, um, uh, the Hobbit of the uh, the the book's name um, in the, a number of the films. While times are tough, I want to take you on one of the greatest fantasies ever written. A 12-hour armchair marathon across Middle Earth while raising money for two amazing charities which are doing extraordinary work right now. So um, the money will be shared between the <coughs> two charities. Let me see if it mentions those charities. It, uh, it will be split between the NHS charities together and the charity NHS Best Beginnings. So that's Andy Serkis. And um, let me see if it says he's, he's got a £100,000 target and he will be starting that. Let's see, does it say when he will be doing that? Yes. The, his reading will take place from 10 a.m. British summertime. Uh, on Bank Holiday Friday, that's tomorrow, with streaming details of how to follow via his Hobbathon Covold 19 GoFundMe page. Let me get that right. Let me put that indeed into the text chat because um, that's worthwhile doing that, isn't it? His reading will take place from 10 a.m. 10 a.m. BSC on Bank Holiday Friday with streaming details of how to follow his Hobbiteth, Hobbith Marathon COVID-19 GoFundMe page. He could have picked an easier one to pronounce, but there you go. Well, that's it. I'm going to be back and I'm going to make a note now to mention that, um, that uh, Rugby Captain's uh, charity efforts too. Okay, as always, um, stay safe. Um, you know, uh, hopefully uh, keep your restriction, your social distancing, wash your hands. And remember, you can catch Never Isolated, show here on Talk to you, 791 
0667 on iTunes, the podcast app on iOS and a number of podcast directories. Thank you ever so much for listening and I'll be back tomorrow. Bye for now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.